In this episode of Eden Exchanges, we spoke to Brett Blair. He gave his views on what motivates people to leave conventional employment and be their own boss of a franchise. Brett heads up Jim's Pool Care, a successful Australian-owned franchise helping customers get the most out of their pools by providing professional pool service and maintenance. During our conversation, Brett shared his franchise journey with us, talked about the processes, systems and startup guides, and discussed what makes the company such a success. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. My name is Raghu. I'm here with Florence Salisbury from Eden Exchange. Hello, good to be here. As part of our ongoing series on franchising and investment in Australia, we're talking to leading experts in the field. Today we're joined by Brett Blair, who heads up the Australian franchise of Jim's Pool Care. Thanks for joining us today, Brett. Hey guys, great to be here. So um, first, I just wanted to start off by asking, uh, so we always get questions in from people asking how to get into business. So I just wanted to know how you first got into business and whether you always gravitated towards business and franchising. Yeah, good good question first up, Florence. Um, I guess going back on my journey, uh, uh, I moved to Queensland in 2005 and I was in IT and project management. Um, I was married with no children. Uh, I was always passionate about business and 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 doing the best I could uh, for all my empl- uh, paid jobs, I guess, uh, working for wages. And I just had a really bad long day at work and come home and said to my wife, "I can't work for wages anymore. I think I think I could do better. I'm going to buy a business." She thought I was joking. I think at the time. <laughs> and then the next day, uh, I looked in the paper. There was a franchising expo on. Thought. That could be good because I realised that while I was passionate about getting into a business, I didn't really know anything about it and I thought uh, franchising is a great way to go. Um, yeah. They give you the recipe. So I went into the franchising expo and uh, met the guys from uh, Jim's group and Jim's pool care at the time. They were uh, uh, in their infancy back then. They'd only been going a couple of years. Come home and told my wife I was going to buy a pool care franchise and she said, no worries. She still didn't believe me, I think. <laughs> and, um, yeah, off I went. So I brought a brought a, a franchise territory and a master franchise. So I got on the tools, learnt the business inside out. There was only, I think, back then there might have been maybe eight or ten Jim's pool care franchises in Australia. There was only a couple here in Brisbane. And, uh, yeah, well, I learnt the, biz- the business from the ground up. So uh, that was a, a really interesting journey for me to go through. And then I started selling selling franchises uh, over those next couple of years till about uh, 2007, 2008. And then there was an opportunity for me to take up the national franchise system for Jim's Pool Care. So I worked with Jim Penman, uh, the founder of the Jim's Group, and we did a deal with the, the owners of Jim's Pool Care back then. And we took it over because, as I said, I was passionate about business and uh, I learned a lot uh, along the way uh, and, and franchising is a learning journey. So if you're going to get into any business and, and franchising is no different, you need to have an open mind to learning. So I learned a lot in those first two to three years of business and thought, oh, maybe I could do things a little bit better, a little bit different. Um, my whole life I'd read books about business and being better and providing great customer service and you know, um, how to make money, how to invest in property and shares and all that. But I kept coming back to business to being a great vehicle to make money but also have lifestyle, and uh, which I was very passionate about because we are about to uh, have our first child not long after I got into business. 
So I wanted to, the pressure was really on actually to obviously convince my wife that it was worth sticking at. Um, and we ended up, yeah, doing the deal and brought the, the national franchise. So that gave me an opportunity to review everything as the divisional owner, uh, just as any good business or franchise should do on a regular basis is just kick back and say, where am I at? What could I do better? And I travelled around the country and met all the franchisors and franchisees, took on board all the feedback. And over the following 12 months in 2008, 2009, we reviewed everything from branding to uniforms to the way we train guys to our qualifications, our customer service. And um, uh, I think we had about 28, 30 franchisees when we took it over. We went sideways for the first 12 months. Uh, maybe a little bit backwards even, and then since since then we've grown from you know around thirty franchisees to ninety two franchisees nationally today. So yeah, so that is a pretty significant level of growth there, and it's interesting you're talking about your journey into it. I mean, you weren't necessarily passionate about pools themselves; it was more the drive towards making a success and also growing business. It seems like it. I mean, would that be the case? And is that the case with the type of people that? that actually join up and become franchisees at Jim's Pool Care? Yeah, good good question because that, that, that's the million-dollar question. A lot of people are leaving uh, that were attracted to our business, are leaving work because they're unhappy with what they're doing. So um, they're not getting any job satisfaction. And a lot of people are on really good money as well. So it's not always about the money, but money is important. And um, I always say to people in the first few interviews, you know, you've got to be – you've got to be a little bit interested in what this business is about. And we're lucky. We've got a, uh, a an amazing business that uh, we get to to not just sell our time. We're, we're a retail business as well, being a mobile pool shop. So that's quite attractive. So we can sell our labour and we can sell um, materials. So, you know, pumps, filters, chlorinators, chemicals. So there's retail margins. Mm. But you also have to be passionate about being outside and speaking to customers. So I say to people up front, if you're, you know, if you're not really a customer sort of uh, facing person, you know, you're a bit of an introvert or whatever, we might be able to work with you. We might be able to uh, show you some hints and tips and some systems on how to get better at that. But if you're not passionate about, you know, being outdoors or, or pools or that sort of space, if you're not passionate about providing great customer service, then it's probably not going to be the franchise system for you. Yeah. Um, so um, leading on from that, uh, who would you say makes for a great franchisee and can you pick a star performer quite quickly or have you ever been wrong about this? Yeah, um, I think we've always been, you know, through life, I think we've always been a little bit wrong, whether it's from picking a, a, your friends or a partner or even a franchisee <laughs> who, who you thought was going to be a star. But you'd, we have got, I guess, better over time at helping um, franchisees decide up front. So early on, um, it was probably more about selling franchises, whereas uh, now Jim's Pool Care is more, more about letting cus- um, prospects buy franchises. We want them to look at our system inside out and say, this is something I want to buy, I think I can fit into this system, and then we're probably a little bit stricter on the type of people we want to let into our system because we've built a very strong brand over the last five to seven years uh, focused primarily around customer service and doing the right things and uh, being very knowledgeable in the industry. So we think there's a you know there's a few major players in the industry that are doing some great stuff and we now believe we're one of those and that's because we provide great customer service. Our franchisees are knowledgeable and not they're talking about what type of people that, it, that are, to try and keep it simple, is probably just someone who, I guess, is passionate 
about um, providing good customer service. They're uh, a little bit driven because, um, you know, we used to think you had to get these mad driven entrepreneurs and they're not necessarily always always the best franchisee in the end. Um, so they need to be a little bit driven and, and have a, a genuine passion or goal about why they're getting into business for themselves. So I think if you can tick off a couple of those things early and say, yeah, well, I am seriously passionate about growing a, a franchise business or a business and then by plugging into the gym system, if I follow their uh, steps and processes uh, over time, and I'm going to be successful. That's, it's very interesting. I mean, leading on from that again, do you, do you have a, an idea of what you think is more important now, that, that right person or them being in fit with the right processes? Yeah, yeah so fr- franchising is, is about systems and processes. And one thing I've learned over the last 10 or 12 years in being in franchising is um, that those systems and processes are there for a reason. It's normally because they work. So if you follow the systems and processes, we know what comes out the other end is a is a is a good franchise business, and the the big variable in it is the franchisee. So mm. I think you know it's it's a trick question you've asked, but it's a good question. So I think the people are very important. You know they're very important. If that person uh, is not motivated, if they don't get up every day and say, "What can I do today to grow my business?" then it's going to be in, in trouble over time. But the second part is the processes. So if you've got a very passionate person who loves to get up and go out and do everything every day, but they don't follow the system, that's going to be a, a letdown over time or they mightn't grow it as quickly as they could. So that's what I try and instill early on is these systems and processes aren't here as a hindrance. They're not here for a hurdle. The reason we make you do these uh, things and follow these steps is because we've got 90 other guys that have come through and done it before you. And every time a guy comes through, we review and fine-tune things so that the next guy can do things faster, smarter, quicker, you know, at, at greater margins, make a little bit more money so that they're not making the mistakes of the, the people from the past. So um, that's why I go back to the beginning. If you're not the sort of guy that uh, likes following systems, you like to go off and do your own thing and 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 – I guess at the end of the day, you're probably better off not getting into a franchise system, whether it's Jim's Book or any franchise, because you're always going to be butting heads and wanting to to do things your own way. But I just need to also slip in that that's not to say you can't provide feedback to the system. I love rich feedback, especially from the newer guys as they come on board. If we if they see something glaringly obvious or there's a problem, we want to know about it so that we can improve it. So we also love feedback. No, no, that, that's very interesting again about trying to strike that balance between like, the pure entrepreneur who wants to just do their own thing versus the person uh, who wants to fit into that system as well. Because when you talk about it, it's, it's very attractive for someone who's looking to, to make that jump from employee to, to business owner. And I, and I think you've, we've read you've done a lot of work in, type, in terms of trying to ease that transition for someone to actually make that plunge into the the pool care system. Can you just talk about some of that that work you've done to help that transition? I think you were calling it business in a box or there's a specific yep. terminology you had for this. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm very passionate about making it easy because I think if someone's investing a lot of money in a business in the franchise system, you need to back it up and deliver that system. So I, I've um, did a lot of work early on involved my franchise or team uh, as part of this process and we stepped it out. 
you know, from day one, what does the guy need to be doing? What does he need to do in the first 10 days, the first 30 days, the first three months, six months? Then we went and documented that. So we, 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 we packaged everything up in what we called a business in a box. So then we knew what those entry costs were going to be. There's a franchise cost and a business in a box cost that includes all your um, marketing, uniform, startup stock, training, um, uh, accounting setup systems, uh, etc. But then we then went and developed our what's called on the road logbook. So that that's a step by step logbook that says this is what you're going to do uh, over the next ten to thirty days, and you're going to tick all these things off, and then you have to sign things off as you go. And then we uh, overarched uh, this whole process with what we called our startup guide. So it's literally a booklet you work through page by page by page, just ticking off all the things that are required. So from the time you inquire and pay your deposit to the day you're now driving down the street in your van, full of stock, fully trained, ready to go, you just followed our step-by-step guide. And, um, and I think that's what's, what's important. So I'd say to anyone looking at a franchise system, regardless whether it's us or anyone else, is just find out what is their system. What are they offering you from day one to day whatever it is when you're driving down the road and, and, and have they documented and made that easy for you? Yeah. And so can you also tell us maybe a couple of key lessons that you've learned while growing the franchise and growing your brand, something you'd pass on to anyone looking to get into franchising? Um, I, I, I guess up front we like to tell people it's, it's going to be hard work when you start. Um, yeah. I read a lot of articles and go to a lot of, um, I guess, um, business conferences and franchises, uh, conferencing and all that sort of stuff, and I do get a bit concerned when the franchising industry sells all the, um, all the glitz and glamour and all the gloss and they forget to, to discuss the hard work that's involved up front. And I know we all get excited by sales, but I think it's important that everyone who's getting into a business, doesn't matter how much support you get from the franchise system, it is your business. You need to get up every day and make a decision about what you're going to do. Are you still in a growth stage? Are you in a consolidation stage? Am I in a, a busy time of year? Do I need to get more organised? Do I need to allocate more time? Um, do I need to learn more? So there is, it is hard work. But once you break the back of that and you now understand the business, uh, that's when the rewards come. So then all of a sudden you've got flexibility about when you start, when you go home each day, having time off, picking the kids up from school, dropping them off, while still being part of a system that creates you money. Uh, potentially, even if you have employees, you can be making money when you're not even at work uh, because you might have grown to a point where you put on a, a staff member and a second vehicle and now you can literally be on holidays and your business is still making money for you. So I guess, I guess, yeah, hard, hard work is, is definitely a lesson and I think sticking to your plan um, um, we all get so caught up in everything that, you know, we write down some goals up front. Uh, you've got to revisit that. You know, why am I doing all this stuff? Why am I going through all this hard work if I don't go back and, and review my plan and my goals and what, what it was all about? If it was about spending more time with the family, you know, am I doing that? If I'm not doing that, we say meet with your franchisor and discuss that. The beauty of Jim's Pool Care is we have um, regular team meetings. So the franchisor in every city around Australia Every four to eight weeks, we'll have a, a team meeting of some description. We also do supplier training. We um, make sure that all our suppliers provide them the latest information on the different technology, the different products, 
Uh, we negotiate really strong deals for our franchisees so that they can um, buy products at really good prices and pass those um, savings on to customers and and help franchisees that way. But I guess those forums are where franchisees can can discuss some of these these challenges and also opportunities in growing their business. And finally, just the biggest lesson would be just providing great amazing service to customers it's so simple and that we all say it but if you just look after your customers the, the business sort of starts to look after itself it will just organically grow and um and i know that's something jim penman was quite passionate about when he speaks to new franchisees in melbourne he's saying just look after your customers yeah sure and is that particularly the case in the the industry you're in i mean the pool care or the the mobile pool service is, yep. it, is it a very seasonal business and is it highly dependent on customer referrals or is it is it yeah. a lot to do with the um, marketing done by the by the head office at, at Jim's Pool Care? Yeah, so there's a, there's, there's a bit of both. Um, so it, it is a seasonal business but we have all year round work. So our, our goal is to get um, our pool owners around Australia onto a regular pool service plan. We know there's real benefits in having your pool serviced every month. Uh, for some customers, it might be every two or three weeks, and for others, it's just come out once a month and help me out. Um, and we know there's value in testing water and balancing water and um, you know cleaning filters and checking equipment every month. And uh, part of our process is educating the customers on those benefits because we we think there's probably somewhere around you know maybe eight to ten percent of the Australian market uses mobile pool servicing. A lot of customers either don't do enough maintenance or they just go to their local pool shop. Um, I guess the, the the flip side of of all that is if people, um, all our customer base being seasonal, if our franchisees don't educate the customers about the, the all year round pool servicing, they might only be getting one off jobs. So, and the problem with one off jobs, you've got to always be marketing for for new work. So that's where either they need to work harder. So if you grow a regular customer base quite quickly, you probably have to do less marketing. Uh, if you provide really great service from day one, you probably have to do less marketing. Um, if you grow your business a little bit slower, don't do as much marketing, then you will probably have to, I guess, uh, you'll end up growing a business a lot slower, but then you end up relying on what we'd say is the gym's lead system. So we at National Office and the franchisors uh, invest a lot of money and research into the latest trends in, in marketing, and a lot of that's in the digital space now. And it's uh, around, you know, things like Facebook and Google and websites. Um, and and we make sure that works. And that definitely generates a lot of leads, like thousands and thousands of leads nationally every year. Um, and the beauty of those leads is that they're just handed up to the new franchisee. They can put their hand up and say, yeah, I want leads this week. And they take leads. If they get busy, they can turn themselves off. And for those guys that uh, follow our system, where we encourage them to grow their businesses locally, uh, via referral and great service, uh, they also might turn off leads as well because they start growing their business quite quickly through word of mouth, which is a great way to grow a business. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I just wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on where the Australian franchise sector is heading. So I'm from the UK where franchising is popular, but in Australia it's even more so. It seems particularly popular in Australia. So just wondering what your thoughts are on that. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you look at the Jim's Group website, there's not much he hasn't franchised. So, yeah. Um, but uh, look, I, I think 
to, to, to be honest, I, I think the industry is, is quite strong. Uh, it's gone through cycles, but I think what's happened over the, the last probably two to three years is uh, the franchising businesses and, and the bigger players have realised they have to get better. So they need to get better at providing support. They need to deliver a product uh, that makes the franchisee money if they follow the system. And franchisee inquiries now, I guess the, the prospect is a lot more armed with information. There's so much information. They can do a lot of their due diligence in the comfort of their own lounge room. And um, so we've, we've got to be better. And I think that's what I'm starting to see. Um, you know, a lot of the smaller systems have either failed or dropped away or aren't growing. And the better systems continue to grow because um, they're offering real value. So they're either offering a, a product that uh, gives people the, the lifestyle and flexibility um, or they're offering a product that delivers on the promise of making someone lots of money. And normally the lots of money promise uh, involves a little bit more investment up front. But a lot of franchises now are in that sort of, um, you know, 30 to 60 grand range. So it's still a big investment. So you've got to be able to deliver on what you're promising. And I think like, I just feel the franchising sector is a great sector. Um, and I think, I think it feels pretty strong. I can't, I can't see it really slowing down. No, absolutely. We'd agree with you there as well because we, we've seen a shift in the sophistication of, you know, the systems, the marketing even the people we're dealing with in terms of yeah. their knowledge of business, sorry, their knowledge of business and, and how to market a, a viable system. So it is interesting what's going on in the market as well. Well, I also wanted to lead back to um, the, that concept of, of mentorship and, and, and a support network. Now, often it can be a lonely journey just starting a business by yourself. I think we touched on it on two points before. One was you mentioned convincing your wife that you wanted to get into the business. And yep. secondly, you also mentioned the, the mentorship-style arrangement between franchisors and franchisees. I mean, yep. are, are those two points you could expand on a little bit there? Yeah, I, I think it's it's critical that any new franchisee knows who they need to turn to, um, uh, definitely in those first, you know, three, six, 12 months, but even ongoing. Um you need to know who who am I going to contact? Is it other franchisees in the area? Is there a leadership team? Is it my franchisor? Is it Jim's group, for example, if you're part of Jim's? And the beauty of the Jim system is that we place a regional franchisor in most cases in every city where we sell a franchise. And the beauty of that is that franchisor is responsible for the ongoing support of those existing and new franchisees. So they need to, um, as part of a KPI every month, they have to contact their franchisees. As part of a KPI, they have to have uh, around six to eight meetings a year for their franchisees. Um, they get surveyed every year by Jim's head office, not by me at, at the division, uh, Jim's full care division level. Um Jim's head office survey every franchisee and ask them what's their franchisor like because we know that uh, a good mentor or franchisor in the local area um, helps to grow a strong team and a, a strong team of franchisees who are doing well. So, um, and I'm quite passionate about that side of it. I want every new franchisee to know that they've got, 
you know, a handful of numbers they can call day one. So when they drive down the road, it's not just the guy that trained them, it's not just their local franchisor, it's not just the handful of suppliers we've plugged them, it's, it's they can call anyone. So and, and that's what I say when people are inquiring about our business. I think our gym's pool care business is at a point now where uh, we're more than happy uh, to give any prospective franchisee any other franchisee's details uh, in their area or in our system. Um, I want them to feel confident that they can call any one of the 90-odd franchisees and say, tell me about your journey. What do you think of gyms? What do you think about your franchise? Or, um, I think that's the level of transparency all franchise systems should be able to get down to. You know, you don't want to be... be you don't want to be hiding franchisees who, you know, are disgruntled and, and unhappy with the system. I think you've got to be dealing with those franchisees in a, in a modern franchising environment. You've got to be dealing with all those sorts of issues and 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 get it get the system to a point where you're comfortable and proud of everyone who's in the system. Um, everyone's going to be at different levels, different stages of growth, different challenges, but you need to be transparent. I think so. Yeah, sure. That's very important, and and. Going on from there, do you have any big goals for the Jim's Pool Care franchise coming up this year? Yeah, so we're we're heading towards a hundred franchisees, which has uh, been a big goal of mine uh, since I, I took over the business, and uh, all going to plan. We're, we're going to hit that in the next six months, so that's an exciting stage for us. I think that's a big milestone for any franchising system to reach a hundred. And, uh, and we're pretty confident we're, we're going to get there this year. But I also want sustained growth, so I'm not about selling franchises for the sake of it. I want to uh, be a bit strategic about it, so I work with each franchise or in their region each year on um, how many franchises they need to sell in their, their region and, and what will their region support. Um, so once we go through 100, I guess the you know the next big goal is around 150 franchisees. So I think while it's taken us uh, about eight years to go from 30 to 100, you know my next goal would be to that probably double digit year on year growth around that 10, 12, 15 franchisees a year for the foreseeable future. Because as we're growing, we just seem to be generating more work for the guys. So um, the work is not stopping. <laughs> at the moment. No, great to hear. So, 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 great so to while hear. the work keeps coming in, mate, we'll keep selling franchises. No, it's good to hear some big, audacious goals there. Look, if anyone's interested in, in reaching out to you, I mean, what would be the next step of someone who wants to you know, try and try their hand at the pool care business with gyms? Yeah, so they just call uh, the gyms head office, 131546. They'll leave their details. They'll be passed on to their local franchisor who will get in touch with them. Um, uh, within 24 hours, have a chat and send them some further information. And normally we like to catch up with uh, any franchise inquiry within a few days and deliver a uh, franchise information pack and have a coffee or something like that and go from there. So, Or I think they can also uh, go onto our website. There's an inquiry form there uh, where they could go online and just submit an inquiry as well and we'll get in touch with them that way. So that's jimspoolcare.com.au. Yeah, look, fantastic. Thanks a lot for that, Brett. It's, it's been um, extremely insightful, people trying to make that plunge into the franchising industry or, in fact, be their own boss maybe for the first time here. Like Brett said, if anyone's interested, they should head to jimspoolcare.com.au to find out a bit more about the company and submit an application. And for further info about business and investment opportunities in Australia, please head to edenexchange.com or businessbuyinvest.com to read about what's going on in the industry at the moment. Thanks again for your time, Brett. I look forward to chatting again soon.
No worries. Thanks for you and Florence. It was uh, it was a pleasure having a chat. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. This episode featured Brett Blair from Jim's Pool Care. To discover more on the topics we covered, head to EdenExchange.com or for articles, interviews and more podcasts, go to businessbuyinvest.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram to get regular updates on franchise and investment opportunities in Australia. Thanks for listening and see you next time.